Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? It's going okay, Joe. How about yourself? Ah, oh, pretty good, pretty good. Just had a nice, lazy day. Haven't had one of those in a while. It was a super busy day, but fun day at the toy box yesterday. But, you know, I would really quickly like to give one more quick thanks to Chase Ehrlich for coming on last episode. We got a lot of good feedback on that, and he was a super fun guest to have on. Yeah, he was, so much so that um, basically I think the next day or two days later, um, I messaged him up and ordered up a command module. Awesome. Yeah, I'm like I said, I gotta wait. All my all my RC money is going towards the JCon race in February. I, I'll have some freed up funds. So, um, yeah, let's um jump. Should we jump right into a beginner segment right now? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Sure. Um, a little teaser. We do have a new sponsor for the podcast, but we're gonna make you wait for it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, they're on pins and needles, Joe. Oh, they should be. It's a good yeah. sponsor. Hopefully nobody passes out from holding their breath. Well, some of these mouth breathers in our Never mind. <laughs> Anyways. um, So Ryan and I were talking about trying to figure out a good beginner segment for this week's episode. And this kind of goes into um, the toy box doing tech this week. Have a more experienced racer calibrate your charger and show you how to use it properly. And also, go with the brand people know. Like uh, Orion plug-in chargers, okay. iCharger makes a great charger for every level. You know what I mean? What you don't want to do is go on to... I won't say a name, but uh, some overseas hobby shop and buy the cheapest $25 charger you can find. That's a good way to burn your house down. Agreed. And then on top of that, um, the reason that we're bringing this up is there were a little bit of pre-race tech issues this weekend at the toy box. And um, some of it, and I, I would say a lot of the racers... Um, unbeknownst to themselves you know they were out of spec but they wouldn't have even known that no and no they were they it's, were... it's on a few it's on a few levels yep. um some of the people that we race with and some of the people that we've raced with for many many years aren't even aware of the specific roar rules that we kind of loosely base our unaffiliated club racing off of it's kind of a gentleman's agreement that we're all going to follow roar rules sure when we go racing wouldn't you say that's accurate yeah but so well do you want me to say how this because i was there the weekend all this started yeah just keep if you want to speak to the yeah yeah, i still want to speak to the beginners a little bit when you show up to a track like say the toy box where we race in new richmond wisconsin it's uh, um it's very much uh, a friendly family feeling environment there and one of the things that comes with that is uh, familiarity. And so I've been to the toy box for four or five years running now, and I don't think I've ever taken part in a driver's meeting. 
And that's on me too, because I've, I've, uh, race directed slash announced many, many races at the toy box. And I don't think I ever held a driver's meeting. So no one ever said out loud anytime I've been there, Hey, just so you guys know, you know, we kind of, we adhere to roar rules, even though we're not, you know, a roar sanctioned event. Uh, we're charging our batteries to 8.4, yada, yada, yada. So if you're not getting that type of information, ask for it. Remind somebody, hey, we're new. Um, we're just wondering what the rules are. You can learn about, you know, blinky mode in your ESC and charging rates and all that good stuff. Right, right. And then, you know, not every multimeter is created equal. So, like, Senior had to turn his charger way down, but Senior, you know, Senior and I have been racing since 1988. So, we... In the beginning of the day, we calibrate our chargers to the multimeter, so we're not shocked when we go up there for the first round. Like, what do you mean I'm out of tech? My charger says 4.2 a cell. That's to your multi, or that's to your charger. Or, you know, there was a charger at, or a multimeter at um, Dollar Hobbies that I had to turn my charger way up for. So you turn your chargers up and down too if you want to get to their 420 per cell so uh, that's also something you got to look at but no what happened was was somebody was running around saying they were charging at live voltage which is 4.34 a cell or 4.35 and he runs stock, and we're like, oh, that's not cool. And I think he was under the, the assumption it was cool. And that's, yeah. that's why that, they had That would the be tech. my guess. I would, I would give almost everybody the benefit of the doubt, other than, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of, in the past, I used to charge my stuff to four point, either 4.21 or 4.22 yep. per cell. Sure. Because I had a, you know, I was making the assumption that by the time the heat race started, I would be within legal spec. Well, now, you know, years go by and I've been a part of enough random checks where I just don't even mess around with that anymore. Right, right. You know, what I do is, so I assume at, let's say the J-Con race I'm going to, they're going to not only have voltage check, but temp check. So I'm going to bring a battery right off of the charger to have everything checked because that's as good as it's going to be. So anyway, yeah. So get your chargers calibrated. Get some good Juncy chargers. That's the iCharger. There are other chargers out there that are decent. Don't go cheap on them. So our our beginner segment played off of a race at the toy box and... You were there. Oh, I said I was going to be there. I was not there. You would have been the hundredth and hundred and first entry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I well, I would have been yeah hundredth, and my friend Benny would oh, yeah. have been one hundred and one because I was going to let him, my. I didn't communicate with him very well, and I was just kind of planning on him coming along, and so he was going to run my truggy in some form of sportsman, and okay. I was going to run two wheel drive stock. Mm, that would have been a mistake. But I why? Look at the Truggy A main. Oh, not yet. 
He wouldn't erase Truggy. I know, but I'm saying for you, that was one of the most fun Truggy A mains I've been in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, considering you know how it's. I wasn't t- planning on driving it because yep. I haven't even taken one lap with it since I put it together in September. Sure. No, I get that. So. I get that. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was a great day. Jason ran it as tight as he could. And we got out of there at 8.25. Yeah. That's when yep. we left the parking lot. Because I finished marshalling the last main. And I was all packed up and ready to go and pulled out immediately. Right. But that's I, Yeah, that's in... You know, some people, that's... That's fine. That's that's what they set their day aside for. I'm going RC car racing. It might last all day. I, w- I personally would have been <laughs> a little bummed out if I was there from 9 a.m. until, you know, almost 9 p.m. when you got yourself packed up Dude, it, to get out of there. It was a long day. But now, so n- next week, if it's going to be as busy, he's got more plans. Like, he's going to have four-minute qualifiers instead of five if it's that busy again. Yeah, and, and I would it, even go for five or six-minute mains instead of seven. He's going to go to six-minute mains, A mains. All the lower mains are five minutes. Sure. So he's got more plans to knock a little more time off, but he did Jason and Joey Fitzsimmons and Savannah ran a tight program. Right on. So it it was what it was. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, they got the lion's share of RC racers because we all got dumped on by you know new mandates in Minnesota, and it's like, well, we're 20 minutes from the border. A lot of us that feel completely safe with this whole COVID thing are obviously going to hop the border and go do what we like to do. Yeah, and that's what we all did. (laughs) Right, I hopped the border too. I actually, actually. And I'm even a little ashamed to admit this. I was as close to you as Boardman. Yeah. Because once I got through buying my AR in Hudson, I went to Boardman to have a meal at Meister's because I hadn't been to the toy box in like a year. Yep. And uh, I like stopping at Meister's, which is a bar and restaurant in Boardman there, you know, right next to New Richmond. I like stopping there either before or after a race to get a beer or two or burger, fries, whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, so basically what happened, well, let's talk about the race day. Um, I'm going to talk about my experience really quick. So for two-wheel drive modified buggy, I could not get a consistent run in all day because I didn't have any tires, period. I'm trying to run off Proline stuff because I might have a sponsorship announcement coming soon. But, so all my J-Con stuff was burnt up, all the silvers, all my Proline stuff. So I'm running on slicks on a green track. So actually for the main, Joey's tires had a little more tread than mine, so I took his tires off. It was a little better, but it still wasn't as good as the silver compound of J-Concepts. Sure. Uh, um, it gets a little more sketchy in the greasy areas you know how when the sun goes down it can get a little greasy yeah yeah but my my buggy was good i just needed rubber um but it was a stacked a main anyway well it was it was a talented b main yeah 
Al, Al Smith, you know, took the bump out of the B. James Dolan was in there. You were in there. Not saying that you're talented. <sighs> Pablo. So let's say in a perfect world, I had let, let's say I had a 98% uh, efficiency instead of a 91. I did the math. I would have won with the 98% efficiency and bumped the A. You are doing some mental gymnastics for yourself there, nope, bud. Nope. Hey, uh, what <laughs> what chassis is Pablo running in two wheel drive? I think of the associated B six one or two. Oh, oh, four wheel, four wheel. No, oh, I thought you said two wheel. I did. Oh, you did. Okay, I, sorry. I know what he's running in four wheel. Yeah, four wheel. He's he's run the HB. Yep. He he had a couple issues, like so. First round of qualifying, I'm just kind of, you know, think going through my race and what was going on with my car and me and whatever and then pablo's just spinning out in every corner and it's like what the hell is going on with this and then i flip his car a few times and he has slicks on the rear with full front tires like brand new i'm like well he's kind of dealing with what i'm dealing with and then I go to talk to him after the race, and then he's like, yeah, I'm dealing with that. And then he, I look at his, he goes, and my slipper's tight. I look at the slipper, is all the way locked down, and he had a 6.5 motor in. <laughs> he was getting all the power. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that, that'll that put you on the struggle bus really fast. Man, but, you'd, you would have to have the lightest finger, you know, the lightest trigger finger ever to be able to hold on to that. I know, but in the main, in the B main, he actually got in front of me and he got caught up with some lap traffic and I got back around him for third, but he got, he got it figured out by the main and yeah. Yeah, Over uh, the mic, can you hear my dog bark? A little bit, but not, sorry. I mean, it's very faint. Yeah. Well, he likes, I don't mind, I don't mind some sound effects. I know he likes barking on at things. We need some sound effects. What do you? What do you, uh, when are we going to get some drops? Well, so when, the when deal are we is. to start doing drops? The way I have the soundboard hooked to the computer, you and I can go back to back and forth, but you cannot hear, like, let's say I play a song or play a drop or whatever, you could not hear it. Sure. So I got to just figure out a way to rehook this up to where that all works. That or, um, you know, if you were able to have like an auxiliary iPad or notepad or something like that, that you just fed in to the audio, sure. and you only used it for drops. Yep. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, you're the guy with the podcast equipment, no, yeah, man. Yeah, I know you're but right. I, I feel like you're just half-assing it. I'm not half-assing it. I'm just budget doing it. <laughs> the, the old podcast I used to be on, they have... Um, they have a drop bar that looks like, you know, those big button boxes for iRacing? Yeah. yeah. It, it looks just like that, but they it has in little writing what each drop is, like digitally. Sure. So that that's what I really want eventually. Right. That I'm is... just picturing, like, do you remember when the, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards were popular yes like in the early 2000s yes that's what i'm picturing just being able to you know click on your computer screen somewhere nice and easy and i i would like to and i'd like people to start time stamping stuff actually if you want to send us time stamps of really dumb stuff that junior says yeah 
maybe we can capture that and then I can play it at opportune moments in the future. Oh, I'm sure you could. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the thing I was thinking about. So if we could get this working to where we could get video working and we could do oh, this. that's never happening. I'm it, not putting. Could. I'm not putting clothes on for these episodes. You're right. You know, I'm Donald Ducking it right now. <laughs> Pants are rare on this episode on this podcast. Yep. But so I have friends that do podcasts on Twitch, and people clip out little things, and then you can replay it right there on the spot. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking about the toy box. <laughs> we were. Yeah. Okay. That's what we were doing. Uh, four-wheel drive mod, A-Main, Kyle Holmberg takes the win over Seth Van Dalen and Alan Smith yep. made an appearance. Yeah. Alan Did looked quite really well. good. Alan ran tech, too. Alan ran tech? So yeah. That's, so he, 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 he was, was the, the one tech in the he batteries. He was the genesis. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he didn't want to come on the program tonight. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he usually is down for coming on this podcast. I have to look back at my messages now too, because he, he said, I'm not going to come on, but I'll give you a comment. And my one comment is all I'm going to say is save money, run mod. Yeah. Yep. God damn. He's right. And so, like I said, though, for one race, I'm going to be a giant hypocrite and run stock for the JCon race, but we'll talk about that in a bit. I wish, I don't know, I, I guess I, I wish it would just go to open and call it open, too. Don't call it mod. Mod is kind of off-putting Correct. for some people. Yep. Just call it 17.5 open. That's what we raced at Wheel Brokers. Yep. Everybody I, I had fun. If you were comfortable running a 17.5, you know, in the loose dirt, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you were able to beat people with a 7.5 if you ran consistent. Right, right. Um, yeah. I'd love it if it were open because then I wouldn't have to consider Wednesday races versus Saturday races. And I haven't been there at all, so I haven't had to consider anything yet this year. But I did stay up late Friday night prepping my car. <laughs> my car was ready to go racing. It's just when it came time to wake up on Saturday morning, I wasn't there. Yeah, maybe next Saturday, huh? Mm, definitely not. I'm going to be up north. Okay. Um, I considered Wednesday, yeah. but the toy box is running on some serious momentum right now. So I think Wednesday is going to be a very busy night, which is great yes. for them. Not super great for you or I, people that wake up pretty early to yep. go to work. Correct. I used to wake up as early as you. I don't anymore, but I still wake up relatively early. Sure. Um. So, Are you still getting up at three thirty, four o'clock? Four. Yeah, yeah, that's that's early, man. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's it, you get used to it. Uh, what else were you in? You were in the Truggy A main. Keith Vanderhyde took the win there. Keith Sean had, Van Dalen. He he went from first to last somehow on the first lap. How did that happen? I don't know. I really don't. Okay. Um, just it was an aggressive start and sure. Um, he was wicked ass fast. He was faster he was than the a half second faster than the eventual winner. Yeah. Do, Keith drove excellent in both of his classes, and he won both Truggy and Stock Buggy. Yeah, in the last two years, he quietly turned into a very consistent and fast driver. I know. 
Um, yeah. So then, yeah. Joey Fitzsimmons bumped from the B to take third. That he did. I, I see John Schroer. Uh, I had no idea he had a mini truggy, but John, he, yeah. you, week to week, you're not going to know what kind of cars John has. He got it the night before. Well, that's, yeah, that's totally up his alley. Yeah. Um, no. What did he, he get? He got a Techno ET4 whatever point two, the right newest on. one. Um, it looked fairly new. He did well with it. And I go, man, is your heart pumping when you're done with He's like, no. I'm like, really? Because with Mini Truggy, the fun part is you're getting away with a lot of shit you shouldn't be. <laughs> right. Um, but he also had a 10.5, in, which was smart. But it's not fun. <laughs> he was still plenty fast with it. Oh, yeah. He was play- He popped a ball cup. Um, yeah, so he's got to replace those techno ball cups with some associated ones, and he'll be good. If he keeps it, John, keep your truck. Come race. <laughs> you can't. John's not going to make any promises. No. Uh, mod two-wheel drive A-Main. Kyle Holmberg takes the win there, doubling up for the day. Torot second. Seth Van Dalen third. Right. Stacked field. It was. It was. Mod two-wheel drive A-Main. It was A-Main. crazy. It was good. Seven very, very solid guys. Yes. Everybody in that A could have podiumed. I, I'll say could have podiumed at least. You know what I mean? Let's. Let's dip into one of the 17 different sportsman classes that they have there. Uh, sportsman A-Main, Jace Iggy, took uh, first, qualified second. David H, second place. And Armand, shit, I'm going to have Armand trouble with this Charlin. one. Armand Charland. Charland, okay, it's just yep. uh, they got the spelling wrong in the, uh, I, in the live RC. Charland. Yeah, so I... <laughs> Armand helped me actually help Joe three greatly. Somehow, Joe three has uh, this Pokemon trading card book. His favorite Pokemon cards are in it. It's like a baseball card book. Well, he was screwing around, and you know where the pizza ovens are. Yep. Well, somehow Joey put it over the edge of the cabinet, and it fell behind the cabinet that those pizza ovens are on. <laughs> okay. So basically Armand helped out for like 10, 15 minutes while I like yanked it back and he kind of like took a stick and got it out of there. Sure. Now Armand, he's, um, he's one of those guys who's, he's starting to soak it up and, you know, he was talking to me and I was talking to him about mini truggy and you know what? Armand's kind of got the right idea. He goes, I wanted to double up. He goes, I wanted to run my mini truggy in Sportsman, and I wanted to run in mini truggy. But he goes, I didn't want to get in the way. Sure. I'm like, cool. What kind of laps are you running? He's like, I'm running about 16 laps in five minutes right now. I'm like, you know what? You're right to do it. I said, if you were running 18 laps in five minutes and you get put in the B heat, you'd be right there, and you'd just get faster and faster and faster. So it's like... Get up to that level, then double it up type thing. Yep. Right but, on. Uh, he, he's a cool dude, and he's just like, you know, he's a sponge right now. And he's going to, like, Omaha and stuff and racing at the Plex for the Techno Series. And... The last one we'll touch on, we'll give Joe Three some love, the novice two-wheel drive buggy A-Main. Yeah. Kai Hart takes the win, Nathan Schumacher second, and Joe Three taking third. Yeah, um... 
Joe Three's showing moments of brilliance, but he's got my amount of consistency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he took the lead for two laps, the first two laps, and he started pulling away a tick, and then he crashed two times in a row. It's like, dang it. You know, but then he got back up to third, and he's he's getting there, man. He's getting there. But um, the guy who took second, Nate Schumacher, he's our new sponsor. Nate Schumacher is the owner of the Blooming Prairie RC Track. Um, I went there this summer, actually. You did. You did go there. Blooming Blooming Prairie minnesota uh kind of kind of like halfway between rochester and albert lee right not not too far off of 35 um i i didn't get a chance to get down there but you did so tell us about it well they have a really long trailer that they cover for a driver's stand it's very nice it's very wide, too, so there's tons of room for you to maneuver behind people, it looks like. Right, correct. You know, yeah. there, there's no really no bad spot on the stand. Um, they have an infrared timing system. They are saving up for a mylapse, but right now they have an infrared, but they have plenty of rentals. So that, cool. that's never a worry. Um, Amanda, Nate's wife, had this giant gallon Ziploc bag full of transponders. <laughs> okay so yeah um it's funny i was talking to nate and I, nate goes you know what he goes i have 27 rc cars and he goes holy moly most of them are rentals for the track sure so i mean let's say you're down there for a race day you don't have any rc stuff nate will have a rental for you that's awesome they um they it's like a whole separate community down there from the people that you and i see on a normal basis it is it's super rad yeah um they're getting like 50 60 entries and it's like homegrown yeah it's a really good environment they have on-site power they have a porta potty you know like every other track which is good um they have concessions um so also they have um their big race of the year, I couldn't go last year because it's on an MNRC weekend, but this year it is not. Um, they have a cancer race, September 11th, the cancer fundraiser race. They were the second largest donor. Like the whole community does something the same weekend. They were the second largest donor that weekend. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, uh, like you said, it's not MNRC, not that that really matters to me, but... Um, I think it's definitely it's on both of our to-do lists for this year then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe 3, I mean, I like it there. Joe 3 likes it there. Joe 3 wanted to go back, but it's like every weekend we had open, it rained. Sure. Um, they're basically, they're technically still open. There are guys racing, not, not racing, but practicing yesterday on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but basically... Let's let let's call it from the spring when the snow melts to when the snow flies. They race. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's I wonder if cool. based on proximity, do you know if any of them winter over at T's Hobbies in Rochester? I don't know. Um, Seems like that would be such an easy crossover. I mean, I know that they're coming up and 
racing at the toy box, but yep, they're coming up, and then um, guys like there, there's another track twenty minutes from there. Those guys come up here too. You know what I mean? Sure. So it seems like they're more of an off road crowd. Yep. But that's also one of those places. Um, the Blooming Prairie track. Let's say you show up at. I don't know. Let's say you show up at the toy box with an Arma Creighton. You can't race an Arma Creighton, dude. But at Blooming Prairie, they'll find a class for you to go in. Right on. It's yeah, fun. very, very grassroots. That's very cool. Yep. But they also do every. They do have your e buggy. They have your nitro buggy. They have your truggy, and they have your mini truggy. I think that's awesome. They're just they're covering all their bases. Right. One more quick thing I like is um, they have their novice split. Instead of it being like two-wheel and four-wheel, they have it under 13 and over 13. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty good. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, check them out on Facebook. It's Blooming Prairie RC Square Park on Facebook. And, you know, they're pretty good at replying to messages and all that other stuff. I mean, they're super cool, cool place to go and great family. They support the RC community. Track footprint wise, would you say it's, uh, does it look pretty comparable to Lake Superior RC club? I would say it's almost bigger. Okay. Um, so I have the lap record and it's a quicker 35 second lap. Good grief. Somebody get down there early this spring and make that not be a thing anymore no no the the thing is so um it's it's not bad it's really not and there's places to pass no i'm saying somebody else needs a faster lap than joe jr kyle holmberg seth van dalen they'd crush me in a set you know what the iggies live very close to there you know brody iggy will come and he'll crush it no time at all i guarantee it but right now I hold the track record. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, big thanks to those guys for sponsoring this episode and uh, a couple more in yeah. the future. Yeah, right on. Yeah, they, they're on the next three at least. Hopefully they'll become a long-term. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy the track and the family, awesome family. So, yeah. So a couple of quick things. Before we get into a couple more quick things, one, I got a quick uh, tire cleaning, a different tire cleaning deal going on right now, and it's not okay. difficult or expensive. So for the forever, you know, clean your tires with Simple Green. Um, one of the guys from one of the fast, I don't remember who it was, one of the fast guys, Midwest fast guys said. Well, you know, I think Simple Green is kind of aiding in ballooning the tires. So he started using this um, ammonia-free glass cleaner. So I got some ammonia-free glass cleaner at the hardware store for $2.99. It's um, Sprayway, world's best glass cleaner. White bottle, blue, blue cap. And I use that on my tires yesterday. And you know how, like, when you use Simple Green, it's a little bit sticky? 
when I used the sprayway stuff, it just felt like the natural rubber with no extra sticky. And yesterday was one of the first days I did not balloon any tires. Very cool. Because I've been super careful about saucing because that's ex- you can balloon a tire way before the tread is bad. I, I'm looking at a pair of silver ellipses for the mini truggy. They have 85% tread and they are garbage because they're ballooned. <laughs> so, yeah, check out the... Uh, get an ammonia-free foaming glass cleaner. I found the spray way for two ninety nine. So anyway, I I just thought I'd share that tech tip because, dude, I kind of, I I like it. Yeah. What's the name, What's the name of that non corrosive sauce again that you're liking? TDK Gen Two. And that's that's stuff you have to um, be careful of because it's super aggressive, and that will also balloon your tires. You seriously sauce your tires five to ten minutes before a run. You like you know with liquid wrench you can put it on thirty forty minutes before. So yeah, not not that stuff. Um, there's some. Silly season, nah, not really. Somebody left, somebody else left a gama. I forgot who is Tyler something. I think Tyler Jones. Left. Oh, really? He was on a gama. Was it Tyler Jones? I'm. Oh, I don't know. I I haven't seen much you of know that kid in a while. I'm looking up silly season tracker right now. That's so, the kid with yep. the ears, right? I don't know if he's got the ears. Um, yeah, Tyler Jones is leaving Agama and moving elsewhere for 2021. No word on it yet. Rumor has him at Techno. I don't know if that's correct or not. It's just a rumor. Um, some more sources say Cav is going to TLR. Man, it really doesn't do anything for me. It's not exciting. He had a fairly successful year with S-Works. Right. In consideration. I don't know, man. Maybe he didn't move the needle enough. Maybe he had a disagreement. Maybe he's like, God, that was a nightmare, and I barely survived it, and I got to get out of there. I also heard not, and again, not, this is just a rumor, I also heard he's out at raw speed. Oh, okay. So that was just one one cycle then? Yep. Dude, I've driven the Ross Speed tires. And they're legit. I mean, yep. they're on their second or third generation with their lineup, and they're getting better, man. I prefer them over Proline, to be honest. Were you surprised to see that X-Ray uh, is coming out with a short course kit? Two-wheel drive short course? Kind of, but no. If you look at the difference between um, what it takes to make a T6.2 into a SC6.2, it's not much. Sure. You know. I, uh, I'm i wondering if they were poked and prodded along by, um, there's this fella out of uh, Illinois. His name's John Probst. He's got a small RC company called Johnny Five Designs. Okay. And... You might you might know his I think it's his cousin is uh Kush. What the hell is Kush's first name? Um 
runs pretty well at nationals. Will Cushing is his name. It sounds uh, familiar. Anyway, uh, Will runs for X-Ray. I think John gets some X-Ray support too. And Johnny Five Designs was doing um, an X-Ray conversion so that they could race short course. And they sure. were really popular in that, at least in that Illinois area. Anyway, I'm wondering if uh, he made a little bit of noise and you know they kind of looked at it and thought, well, um, I guess there's enough people running short courses whether or not they're using them for off-road or turning them into dragsters or whatever, I don't know. Sure. No, a but lot here, of that here they are. Sense. Things could have changed at X-Ray as far as what they used to be, but here's what I used to know. And this was pre-Tide Testament era and kind of into the Tide Testament era from what I've heard. American drivers don't matter. To X-Ray. Sure. They form Team America kind of almost as a B-team in disgust. They are that big of, they used to be that big of elitist pricks. Um, in one way or another, they're government funded. Hmm. Th- that's how they can come up with some new cars every year. They can make changes to their kits on the fly. They're one of the few that aren't China manufactured. Um, so there's there's a lot of moving parts to X-ray. I that would be cool if an American had something to do with it. But considering their past and their disgust for us, it's highly unlikely. God, I just can't see many Europeans running two-wheel drive short course. I can't either. They could have made it for the American market. You know, they could have made it for the drag racing scene, which would be a big, big mistake. It'd be a huge mistake. Because guess what? You know, unless you're racing DR10s against DR10s, they're already obsolete. I hate to say it, but your DR10s not going to win nationally. I forget, and again, I forget the one that Tim Smith has, but that's the one winning in California, and there's a bunch of them in Arizona and all those guys. So basically, if you're not at least hitting a 2.1 second run with your no-prep car, you're not even close. It's sad that I know that about drag racing, too. It is. I actually fell asleep there for a little while, so... (laughs) Welcome me back to the program. Yeah, welcome back. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there, there's little rumblings of short course coming back to it. Associated just came out with a new one, but they always come out with a new one when they come out with a new truck. Sure. And to be fair. Yeah, it runs, it runs strong at one local track, the toy, the toy box, for us. But it really, it really hasn't been running that strong this year. Four by four short course has been made. There's a. B main yesterday, dude. Woohoo. Yeah. And, you know, Sean, he's got his custom techno that he's like, hey, guys, I figured this out, and hopefully techno picks up Sean's deal. I don't know, because Sean's truck is fast as shit. Right on. Well, they're probably a little more open than they used to be to his input on vehicles. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He came up with some really neat stuff 
for the eight scale platform. He did. He really did it, and it was a really, really important change in that buggy. All right, I'm pulling up notes. Sorry, I keep shutting my notes. I don't know why. Um, we haven't really touched on the fact that uh, you and I can't go racing in Minnesota right now. Uh, one person. I don't know who. And I've been getting several names PM to my inbox. And I'm not going to dox anybody on here. I thought about it. I'm like, man, I have a platform where almost every racer in Minnesota listens and all around the state. That's not what this is for. But I will say, and this is kind of the general theory that was given to me by somebody in the know and also kind of makes the most sense. Somebody did rat on Thunder Road for racing. There was a lot of butthurt people. Some, you know what? I'm not going to invalidate your feelings. There, there's a lot. There's one of two people who had Thunder Road shut down. One, either a track owner was jealous that he couldn't run, or two, you have a COVID crusader who thinks he knows better than the RC community and he thinks he's quote-unquote saving lives. And, and I, by, I don't know. With absolutely no evidence, just gut feeling, I believe it's the latter. And if it is, in, fuck you, person. No, we're it, we're how far into this now? What are we? What are we in? We're t- we, 10, month, 11 nine, months into nine, 10, 11 months. Yeah, this deal, and we all know the risks. Yes, we we're all making these choices, full well knowing what some of the consequences could be. Some of the things that I do, being a little more cavalier with my life right now. Right, I don't go visit the people that I deem to be, you know, that I believe are at risk. And we don't even know that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, my my grandparents, as old and decrepit as they are, they might be able to beat it back, you know, no problem. Do you see but I that, don't know that. Did you see that old broad that beat um, the Spanish flu in, like, 1918 and at 105 she beat COVID? <laughs> I didn't I, – I heard about her beating COVID. I had no idea – about the other part. That's it's like, awesome. It's like, you tough old broad. Yeah. She probably did it with a cigarette in her hand and a you know, can of Schlitz. Or you know, those are the people that live like the that. longest. They're the ones that are smoking camel unfiltered. Like, <laughs> you know, you get the annoying newsman. So how did he make it to 103? Not on purpose. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, yourself, myself, you know, we're, we're choosing – to absorb whatever little risk there might be for ourselves, right? To to go out and live our life because we weren't gonna we weren't just gonna hide in a basement for two years. No, absolutely not. But um, so anyways, now this is the working theory, and I have good authority on this is what actually happened. So somebody did rat on Thunder Road. And then what happened was the assistant DA goes, oh, there might be other RC tracks. 
So then everybody got a letter saying, I need it in writing by December 18th that you will not run races until I think it was January 11th. Yeah, sure. That's going to be the day. I know. But so we're, we're getting all of our freedoms back. I, I just guarantee it on that day. Dude, people are getting restless at this point. They're not getting re- Nobody's doing shit. No, they no. are. Well, restaurants are. Well, yeah, there's that. Like there, there is a cafe that will remain nameless on here because they're one of the few that didn't get busted that they were fucking packed on Friday. Right. You know. And, and you know, but everybody, and everybody's rah, 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 good for them. But are there, are those same patrons going to dip into their pockets and help them out when they get nailed? Nope. But it's a business owner's choice to either stay oh, for open sure. or get nailed. And as a patron, it's our choice to support them or not. And that's the thing I suggest. And then hopefully they'll just financially, they'll be able to take it to court, fight it, and beat it. Right. And, like, um, I talked to Chris Martin about it, actually. And I go, dude, you know, like, people are saying, like, there are bursts. I've talked to a few different people in law. And they're like, there's really not any solid grounds on the fines they're giving people and shutting down people's business and chris goes dude i can't afford to fight it though exactly so yeah i mean rc is one of the most underground things we do and if you've ever been to thunder road it is in the middle of nowhere apps the close i mean it's like not necessarily an industrial park but kind of like there's a crossfit gym kind of by it but yeah it was it's, it's it's in dumb. a business park. Yeah, that's a good way. And, like, it, it just sucks because everybody's prepared to race a dollar on Friday. And, you know, we at, at the Toy Box, they had a good group from both Dollar and, uh, and uh, Thunder Road. And there's a few from 510. And Blooming Prairie. And Blooming Prairie, correct. People came from all over just to... You know, give Minnesota the finger. God, yeah. It, dude, the new layout. I forgot to talk about the new layout. It's so fun. <laughs> you can get stupid on it. I like it. Like, there's places to put power down. That's what I mean. Cool. Yeah, no, it's a fun, fun layout. Um, So, yeah, you know, we'll keep crossing that imaginary line to... America. I I did it twice this weekend. I I went back again today. The I went to to Bill's Bill's Guns in Hudson to buy my AR Saturday, but they didn't have any ammo, so I needed to go to Cabela's anyway to do some Christmas shopping for my dad's. And when I was there, I happened to run across some 556 NATO rounds there. Okay. So I scooped scooped those up and I went back to get some shots in today. Which Cabela's did he go to? Woodbury. Okay. I was gonna say I don't know where the all the Cabela's are now, but I know the Rogers one was the second one in the state. And if you went to Rogers and didn't come say hi to me, I would have had to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. just doing some local Christmas shopping. Yeah, I been trying to finish that out you know i gotta get something for senior and my mom and i can't figure out what the fuck to get them 
They're the sure. hardest people to shop for. Well, he he likes uh, what does he like? Senior likes polo shirts. <laughs> you get him, you but, get him a couple nice polo shirts, my some th- good looking socks to go along with them, and so he can look sharp at his uh, at his slot car races. Yeah, he's be been wearing the same shirts for like twenty five years. I don't think he wants to change. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple more things. Some. AE came out with a new street stock, so this could pump some life into the oval crowd, depending on how they run it. But what's cool about it is, with this car, it basically brings back the B5 rear motor car. Yeah. So, Which, yeah, I you... don't know if Tease still does it or not, but for the longest time, you had to have a rear motor to run there. Sure. They call it super stock, but it's basically a street stock car yep and uh you needed a rear motor to run there so there is so much potential right here and this is where i would tell the owner of or ask the owner of tees and um the owner of the hobby farm i don't think they'd get together but find oh their their tracks are so different i know but find a lock timing motor so they're the same make it be the team associated car Eh, tire doesn't matter. If you can't afford two sets of tires for due to two different tracks, you might want to find a new hobby than RC. Right. But, you know, I would, it I would can't be speak. Sw- f- Go ahead. I can't speak for either one of them, but as far as the crowd that Charlie's dealing with down at Tees, some of those guys have been racing that car, that specific car that they're running in Superstock for six years or more. Sure. Yep. So I guarantee they're not going to give up. Nope. Want to give up? Nope. On a car like that, but um, I th- I think that car can just go in and pretty nicely compete. Sure, that too, for sure. In in Charlie's rules, yeah, they're going to have to get whatever motor they're using these days. I'm not sure. I th- I think it was a 21.5 the last time I raced there, but I'm not positive. Okay. Um. But also, though, the car is basically a B5 rear motor car. So yeah, you could have that's... your B5 rear motor for, let's say, Duluth. Right. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, you got that, and you can still find a body, I'm sure. Actually, yeah, I hope I'm they not sell sure. a bunch of them. If nothing, if nothing more than just for parking lot racing. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool there, too. Just buy a bunch of stock ones and get 10 of your friends together and race in a oval. That, for me, would totally trump the the idea that I had, you know, with you a couple of years ago where I would get a no-prep drag car if, you know, some of my neighbors wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. I would, I would much rather run around in a circle than I would a straight line. Tur- so. Turning left is so much more fun. Oh, yeah. Very, straight. very difficult, too. Yes. Oh, it is. Very, well, very complicated. It, you know, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or. <laughs> I I can't tell sometimes, but so. It's hard to race door to door. I mean, it's easy to be do fast laps with oval. What I love about, and I say this every time, the only experience I have with oval racing is going down to tees. What I love about racing there is, it's less racing the track. And it's more racing each other. Right. Using strategic lines to set up passes and to 
you know, complete those passes rather than, okay, yep, I got to make this triple. Then I got to make sure that I'm on the outside of that double-double. You know, always worrying about nailing the obstacles of off-road versus it's it's like pure racing when you go to race oval. That's right. what I love about it. Right, right. And, um, ooh, Dollar's going to have a proper weekend race in March. Um, they're saying look for information around first of the year, so that'll be That's all tentative on whether or not our dictators loosen up the reins. Dude, they have to. They fucking have to. Do they? Because nobody's really doing much about it. Slowly. Resistance this is happened. this is ten months now, and I'm, I'm you know I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I'm I'm not I'm not you know organizing a riot, no, or anything like that. Maybe we should. Yeah, or I'll pay. some people get the things that they want when they riot. I'll pay. and you, yeah. and you get to pick up some new stuff too. Sure. Right before Christmas too. Yeah, we could have a Christmas shopping riot. I know. I don't even want to go in the politics of that, but that was one of the more aggravating things that happened. You could call it small business owners matter. Yeah. But, so, what I want to, you know, if somebody were to open their track, I would go there and give them my money and keep my mouth shut, and I'll keep them off of my social media so they wouldn't get busted Fucking right. You know, if any of them wanted to. Um, the J Concepts race at the Hobbyplex is full. Cool. Yep, three hundred entries. So I'm excited about that one. You know, that means I'm off the hook. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Craig Kruger signed up for it. Cool. Yeah, I saw that. You know, there's a few guys from Minnesota coming down. Um, Joe Senior, my dad didn't make it. Okay. Yeah, it's Joe Three and I going down alone. Right on. It'll be a fun race. Um, Alex yeah. always builds good tracks with, you know, proper traction and whatnot. Right. I'm. Re- God, I almost don't. It's weird. The buggy is a secondary class for me. I just want to go there and race a mini truggy. Yeah. I really do. Um. Oh, Friday I had the day off. So I rebuilt shocks, and I look around, and I need some wings because both Joe 3 and I are hard on them. I'm not going to put it all on Joe 3. I wrecked just as many. So I bought up what they had. (laughs) (laughs) But so I've been to Thunder Road a couple times, but I've never been able to walk through the hobby shop because Jeremy keeps a really tight program, and I just never really had time. I walked through there for about 30 to 40 minutes, and, man, if I had extra money to spend. That's one of those places. It's a lot like Dollar. You can go broke fast. Yeah. That and, I mean, they go far beyond just RC hobby stuff. They have a lot of cool stuff outside of right, RC. Right. But they have a RC pro shop section. And then they have your general RC. And then they got your models and puzzles and whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that place is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the first time I've been able to actually look through what they have. Um, ooh, another silly season thing that, I don't know, um, Nick Wallet from Wally Builds, for his A-scale program, he's leaving Team Associated. 
Really? Guess what he's going to. Uh, uh, JQ. Yep. Brent Densford sending him one or two here this week. Right on. I really want to see... I really want to see... Because Nick Watler will be honest about it. You know, he's not a dick rider. But he's also given a shot, giving it a shot because there's some kind of potential there. I want to see what Nick Watlett thinks of the car. I really do. Because he's a really good driver. He's one of those guys, he was on like the cusp of making it, but just couldn't quite do it. Sure. But way faster than anything I could fucking do. And he's got such a good RC brain. Hey, he got Connor's cars done just in time for us to run it while Connor's wrenching on Supercross bikes. Just in time to us not race. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to keep my eye out for that one. Uh, Sure. Speaking of Brent Densford, he's the one who started that RC box club out of Beach RC. I missed the first box. I'm like, 50 bucks? You know, that's not a bad deal, but I want to see what comes, general idea what comes in the box. Because there's going to be a T-shirt or a hat or a piece of swag like that, which is cool. Well, that takes up 12 of that $50. I want to see what else is in there. Because um, like I said, if it's just a bunch of 3D printed stuff that I have no use for, eh, no thanks. Right. Um, so that'll be interesting. Maybe I'll join next month. Yeah, either that or he can, uh, I mean, you're pumping up his name quite a bit. He can send one over. Yeah. Yeah, but no. <laughs> uh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think so, but we'll see. Uh, one of these days we're going to have to stop free promotion. I know, but that's all the, that's all there really is to fill a podcast is some of this free promotion. <laughs> like, Talking yeah, about the cool wrong. cool stuff coming out. Yeah, there's a new car coming out, but we can't really tell you what it is because we don't do that. Yeah, there's another uh, new car coming out. They want to sponsor the program. Yeah. Kyosho just announced an MP10TKI2. And I think they specifically did the release video on a super rough track to promote that it's good on rough tracks. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I looked at that track, and it took me back to 2008. I think it would do well in Minnesota. I really do. Like, Minnesota, we don't have rough tracks, but some of them can get a little bit blown out. and uh, It looked really good, though. Yeah, I wonder if anybody locally will look at them yeah, for sponsorship um, opportunities. Legit racers that race them are... Um, Greg Baumel and Is he back to running those? Yep. And okay. Jeremy Whitting, he left Serpent for him. And um who's the third guy in that group? I'm uh, uh, Matthew Lust. Those three run them. They do really well with them. They have another guy who comes with them, but I think he either quit this year or is taking a COVID break. So but yeah, th- those guys legit run them, and they run them fast. Um, 
one more quick thing before we get into questions. You can't watch full F1 races on Pornhub anymore. Pornhub? Yeah, I can't watch F1 races anymore then. What are you talking about? Dude, I'm, you know, F1 kind of went off of, I I have, um, I got rid of DirecTV and I have all streaming, but you find places to watch things. You did not find broadcasts on Pornhub. 100%. Do you know, <laughs> do you know how much good stuff, non-pornographic stuff that's on Pornhub? Well, I know how much of the good, good stuff is on there. I've well, never yeah. looked for anything else. So I started going down a rabbit hole, and a few months back, I actually found F1 racing on there because I go down these rabbit holes. You were done looking at holes, yeah. so you went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> no, actually, I went there with no intention of um, a comedian. Oh, God, here we go, guys. It's, no, it's no, 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 no. It's saying, no, no I, you know, I don't look at the pictures no. in the Playboy. I get it for the articles. I, I totally do. 99,999 times out of 100,000, I'm not going there looking for other things. But one time I went there because a comedian was on a podcast and some, instead of comedians going to Netflix or realizing they're making more money, releasing their stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. So this one comedian released a special on Pornhub and he's a good legit 15 year comic and I forget who it is. Hmm. I do forget who it is. Um, but yeah, he's super good. And then I did find formula one races. I'm like, Ooh, these are the full race. You know, it's a full two hour and what it's a full broadcast, but yeah, no, they cracked down on that. Ryan, why is Pornhub all over your internet search history? <laughs> oh, that, you know, I use it to watch racing and watch comedy specials. Do you still look at Pornhub on things that have search histories? It's so amateur. Uh, well, your phone has, you know, history of where you visited. Not if you use DuckDuckGo. I don't know what the hell that is, but no, you. Don't. I just I just clear it out. <laughs> yeah. I clear it out immediately after. Yeah, you clear it out immediately after. Then you so see that, Google you know, if apps. I get in a car wreck thirty minutes later. Nobody's going to see that on there. Right, right. Yeah, DuckDuckGo just does a better job of wiping your stuff. That's all. I don't I don't need anybody else to wipe my stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of streaming stuff, um, this is not RC-related, but I think um, Andrew Schultz's rants on Netflix, they're 15 minutes apiece. I think that'd be right up your alley. What does he do? He's a New York comic, but he does a thing where he sits down and he just goes on a rant about um, COVID, um, <laughs> conspiracies, stuff like that, and just makes <laughs> he just goes scorched earth on every side of the topic. It's hilarious. Well, if you follow uh, QAnon stuff, and I like to look at it, it's I believe some of it, and some of it's just entertaining as hell. Um, quite possibly shit could really hit the fan here maybe very very soon and man it, if it actually does it's gonna be entertaining yeah well that's the thing to where oh are you getting feedback a little bit there it went away it's gone yeah sorry that just hit my ear badly um 
that's the thing with conspiracies that 25% you hear are correct and the 75% are just batshit. <laughs> it's worth it, though, too. It is. Oh, there's some good entertainment out of it. I listened to um, a podcast called Tinfoil Hat, and it's hosted by comedian Sam Tripoli. And, like, he has episodes I listen to him to where I know I'm going to get, like, he has a flat earther on, and I just sit and laugh and get mad through the whole episode. (laughs) It's like this effing guy, but then he's got a legit, guy on there talking about x y and z and so yeah there's there's a whole gamut anyway well i mean it's not all batshit crazy no anybody that wants to say it is i'll point you to jeffrey epstein because that all started as a conspiracy theory right no i'll I'll do you one better i'll go gulf of tonkin that's how the united states got into the vietnam war to where they did a false flag attack on a ship in the Gulf of Tonkin. And they're like, oh, the Vietnamese attacked us, and that's how they got in the Vietnamese War. (sighs) Got to feed that war machine, man. Yeah. I see Biden's planning on doing it. Yeah, well, we're in seven. Some of the the appointees that he's made are definitely in favor of military, high military spending. Yeah, we're in seven illegal wars right now, so we'll see how many more. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. Hey, and other RC news. Yeah. Alan Smith changed the background photo for the RC Racing Group on Facebook. He took mine off. Oh. Mine, mine, which, you know, so gloriously stayed on there for several months, thanks to Julia Van Dalen and yep. her awesome picture-taking abilities and editing. Um, to put this really boring picture of his race table in the summertime. And, yeah. and all it all it highlights to me is that Al Smith, you cannot settle on a paint scheme for the life of you. He does for about a year and a quarter. <laughs> he did blue and white for I w- I want to say at least 3 years. It might have been longer. He can correct me when we talk again. From his and associated then, attack. Then he did some red, white and blue. Yep. Then there was some kind of purple abomination that he tried for a while yeah and now he's sitting on white silver and looks like flow yellow flow yellow or flow green okay can't quite tell but he's got the mismatching wheel nuts he's got the blue and white m12 on the table it's it's really piss poor (laughs) yeah he's got pringles though ranch pringles you got to have those. Shot and I approve of those. Yep. Oh, man, that worries me. Do you ever find I think a, he's got Cheetos in there, too. Do you ever find a small O-ring on your RC desk and you wonder what it's from? Well, I find them all the time, but I never wonder what they're from. I found a small... I guess I didn't need that one. <laughs> well, uh, n- nothing was leaking this week, so I, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, Let's get into questions. Let's do that. Uh, Douglas Reek was wondering, what are your thoughts on the shutdown on the RC world here in Minnesota? Horse shit. I think they're terrible. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it in another way. So, and again, I've been watching the comedy, comedy store documentary. And I've been watching with the wife and she's like, oh, it's such an awesome place. We should go there and blah, blah, blah. I go. It's it's no more. It's dead. 
What do you mean? I said, that magical place is no more. I mean, it's still physically there and still might be open for business. But all the people that make it magical are gone. They're all gone. And that could happen with Minnesota RC very easily. Right. They're working on a razor-thin margin. Yeah, man. Whoever read it out on whoever, I hope they enjoyed possibly destroying RC in Minnesota for years to come with your little bitch phone call. Yeah, I don't get it. It's not like, you know, we're a demographic dominated by people that are over the age of 75. Even if we, you know, even if we were, it's none of their fucking business. And the guys, the guys that, you know, are legitimately scared of getting COVID and having to fight it, they have had to make the hard decision to stay home and not go race. Why do the rest of us have to do that? Yeah. Anyway, enough of the bummer shit. <laughs> uh, Rex Welch is going, I know you're not a fan of Cheap Engines, Joe. You made a comment about Lutz going back to Alpha and Alpha not doing well around here. He goes, I think Kendall won three MNRC championships with Go engines and goes on about Dynamite XPE engines, and which are rebadged Alpha, won four MNRC championships. Later he ran Argus, also made some podiums. He goes, you don't need expensive engines to win. And I say, you're right. He is right. Um, Like a current modern cheap motor, I like that you're going to get three four gallons out of like the reds r5r it's a great cheap motor there are good cheap motors it's not i don't like i don't hate cheap motors i particularly hate alpha like the go motor rex rex flooded the minnesota community with go motors and they're like some of the most reliable things for 200 bucks you could get you know what i mean um I've saw several Argus failures, or not Argus, Alpha, excuse me, Alpha failures. Argus is different. Um, to where I say they're just not, they weren't quality, you know, they could come around, they could reprove, they could prove themselves. And, you know, Kendall winning with, dude, that's Kendall when Kendall was in his prime, when Kendall gave a shit about RC car racing, he was unbeatable. Yeah. I think he went two years without losing a buggy race. <laughs> That's awesome. He could have stuck a small block in his car and probably still podiumed. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, And he also has a dad that knows what the hell to do with motors. Yep. So he's got a super tuner doesn't matter what fucking motor he's got he's got a he's got a talent and a super tuner talent motor tuner and kendall himself is phenomenal at tuning a chassis right exactly and yeah the you know i'd say i'd say the motor is a very 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 small part of what he did yep um but no i do agree there are good cheap motors out there at the time alpha was not one of them um, Kurt Roberts goes, you guys think that mini truggy would ever 
be in a professional lineup? Maybe. What do you think? In a professional what? Lineup. Like, you think we'll see Jared Tebow with the Techno mini truggy in his pits? Uh, not at the Nationals. Mm, maybe. I, I won't say never. I will. It's a niche class. It is. So, and it's not, unfortunately, it's not a niche class like two-wheel drive short course that is going to explode. See, but there's a good difference there. Two-wheel drive short course exploded totally overnight, just like the snow prep drag racing thing. It saved 10 scale RC, to be fair. Yep. But it happened, but now Mini Truggy is slowly growing, slowly and slowly, and it's building up, building up, and it's building more and more and more of a base, and it's going to be around a little bit longer than two-wheel drive short course, I think. Maybe, but it's always going to be a subsidiary class. It's, it is not going to be one of the premier classes because we're just two-wheel drive buggies and four-wheel drive buggies are so damn good now yep. that that's what the fast drivers want to drive. I think Cav was the last one that, uh, yeah, Cav had to be the last pro that ran two-wheel short course. Cav or Rivkin? And uh, Dakota probably hung around a while on that too. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, easy win on the resume. Right. Um, uh, We got a few more here. Kurt's also wondering, any thoughts on some people that run stock that should run mod instead if the class is offered? I'll be honest, I'm right on that border. Should I be running stock or mod? But hey, man, I'm running mod because I'm done playing dumb games. I think we're both, you and I are in an area where we can we can run whatever class we want to run. And that actually that basically goes for everybody except for your elite fast people. Right. But if we all just ran open... Yep then we wouldn't have any of this, any of the problems like, I can't afford a $150 motor. Yeah, I get that. I can't afford a $120 battery twice a season. Yep, I get that too. Stock racing sucks. And then, you know. But But God, is it fun. I know. You can't deny that. Saturday. Because the car is so much easier to drive. Saturday. Um, if you look at the stock lineup on Saturday, it's like, um, Keith won, senior took second. He bumped out of the B to take second. And I want to say Donnie took third. That's a pretty solid, but not elite stock lineup, you know? Yep. You know, I, I would fit in really well with those guys if I would have ran stock. Yep. (coughs) But I choo- I choose to run mod just because, I don't know, man. What what are we doing here? Like, I'm running stock, and then I'm going to run A-scale nitro buggy in the summer? That doesn't help me running stock. Not one bit. Right. So, yeah. I just wish that 
it was a more popular option for people to run in open and that there would be, you know, until recently, sometimes open buggy didn't even run. Oh, and yeah. when it did, there was only three, four, or five people in it. It's It's been a good thing this year that more and more people have decided to run mod right. when it's offered. Right. Oh. One, of the, one of the drawbacks for me at the toy box is because I enjoy racing there on a Wednesday yep. when I do actually go and race. And, you know, you keep a condensed program on Wednesday so you can get out of there. Sure. In less than 11 hours. And so stock buggy is what runs. If it was, if those were open classes, God, that'd be really convenient because then I wouldn't have to change my car back and forth between a Saturday race and a Wednesday race. I want to say three, four weeks ago, I had to put a stock motor in my car because um, the guys who normally run mod ran stock the Wednesday prior and their cars were just set up for stock and they're like, ah, we're just signing up for stock. So, yep. That does happen too. And I had fun. I mean, stock is fun. Don't get me wrong. To a point. Yeah. It's fun to race. It's not like. It's not overly fun to drive in and of itself. Yep. Uh, if you were going to the toy box for a practice day, you'd. I would have more fun in a mod configuration. Now, what I wouldn't. What wouldn't be fun for me is getting stuck, and I wouldn't have made the A main this last weekend. But a lot of times, you end up in the A main because that's all there is. Right. Well, then I'm then I'm just getting out of the way for fast people the whole race. What I need is more people in the middle, like me, yep, that run the open class as well, so that there is a B main and a C main. Correct. And you know it goes on and on, and then you end up, you know, driving with people with like skill. Sure. And, and then, that to me is a lot more fun than having 17 classes and everybody gets an A main. That's starting on some weekends. That's starting to happen with Mini Truggy Ryan. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, that's good. Um Let's see what else do we have here. John Bolton last question of the night. How about underground RC re- racing, sort of like the old speakeasies? Well, I've been doing it with jiu-jitsu. Um, John, we were going to have something like that somewhere in Minnesota, but the hammer drops saying, we will be checking on you, and if you get busted, we're going to stick it in with no lube. You know what I mean? Right. It is a shame. It really is. So right now we're all going to the toy box. I'm planning on going next Saturday and the Saturday after because it's like, shit, what else do you do? Right. Um, the weekend after that is Jackie's birthday, the second weekend of January, so I won't be there. But, you know, it's I'm planning on racing as much as possible and supporting whoever I can. Very cool. Oh, you got to get out out there one of these weekends. I do. Um, do you want to plan yeah, a Wednesday? I'll let you know off the air why why I'm not going racing much. Sounds so. good. Sounds good. All right, man. Do you got anything else? No, I've run out of content. I've ran out of talent. Run mod guys and uh, check out Blooming Prairie RC Park on Facebook. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.